If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. From grandmothers who whispered in their baby girl ear, to fathers on dimly lit street corners instructing young soldiers to always keep their eyes open. You be queen. You were fire. You were passed through centuries on the hands of your daughters. They called you wisdom. Proverbs. On the backs of diamond-eyed schoolchildren who grew into hymnals recited by amethyst-holding urban philosophers who recited neighborhood commandments out of the windows of restored El Camino chariots to keep the warmth in their blood. Be wise. Be smart. Be black opal, brown quartz, bloodstone, and prayer. Be every form of gem. See, king told scribe, scribe told son, son told wife, wife told her daughter, and daughter told the ancestors, and the ancestors told me that you would come to give wisdom to thousands. They said you would come dropping gems. Dropping gems. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Dropping Gems podcast. Of course, I am your host, Debbie Brown. We are now on episode 13. Oh my God. And I haven't told y'all this yet, but come episode 15, we are going to take a little bit of a hiatus, refine a few things, and then kick off season two in February. So make sure you are savoring these moments. Make sure that you are heading to the app store um, for podcasting, leaving your five-star rating and your review. I so appreciate everyone that has taken this time to do that. And let's get into this episode right now. So this episode, and I know, I know, I say this all the time, it's so special, but 
everyone that comes on the show is so special to me. We've known each other at so many different layers and levels of um, our journeys, I should say. But the crazy thing is, this person, we first connected um, maybe 12, 13 years ago, and then life kind of took us in different directions. I haven't actually laid eyes on him in eight years. And in that eight years, when I tell you so much has happened that it's kind of cool because in this moment, I'm meeting a version of him that I have not known yet. So I'm probably just excited, as excited as you guys are to hear <laughs> what he has to say. Uh, but I would love for you to please welcome to the show, Garen Jones. Man, stories for days. Thank you, uh, Dev, for this uh, opportunity. It's crazy when you reached out to me uh, asking me to be on it. I was like, well, we've got a lot of catching up to do. So yeah. it's like, but so just so y'all know, we haven't even had the opportunity to catch up. So we'll be catching up fresh ears yeah. right now, uh, on this episode. I so stay to tuned. Save it. Like when he walked in the house, like the first thing we did was like, Oh my God. Okay. So what happened here? What are you doing? And, da, 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 da. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, stop talking, stop talking, get to the studio. Um, cause I want all of this to be fresh for me too, as it's fresh for you. So a little background, Garen. Um, I actually have a hard time calling you Garen because right. <laughs> I knew you as a different incarnation of yourself. I Absolutely. knew you as a tremendously multi-talented musician, singer, songwriter, um, Steph, Steph Jones. Jones. Yep. That's how I knew you as Steph Jones. Um, and that was when, of course, like I was working in FM radio and kind of on the music scene more. And you mm -hmm. were doing music and you were definitely like a Hollywood socialite um, at the time that we became friends and completely in the mix. We'd be at all of the parties and all of the things. And um, yeah, so this is like really, really special. <laughs> so let's start from the top. Yeah. You are from Houston. Yeah. Born and raised. You came to Hollywood. Yep. Because I knew there was something I, I knew when I was a little kid that I was that I didn't belong there. I needed to be somewhere else where I could uh, just, just like share the arts and, and just be stimulated because I was bored in Houston. Yeah. 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 I, it's so funny um, because we actually, even though you're from Houston, we met before I ever even conceived of living in Houston. Right. So we met like in Hollywood. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so, it, it's really striking to me sometimes how many people I meet from Houston that are so talented that have migrated to LA, New York. Like I feel like I meet more Houston people in LA right. than I do LA people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that kind of experience being young and popping on the scene in Hollywood and maybe some of the, the deeper layers, the background to what was happening. You know what? Deep down inside, I, I honestly, and this is like just being being honest, I never liked it. It was the only place I knew that I could do something that I loved, but the industry was cool, but I didn't like, I seen too much. I knew mm. too much. Like some of my best friends, I seen what was going on. So just stuff that was uh, going on behind the scenes and, and how people would mess people over, steal their money, steal their royalties. People stole my royalties from songs that I wrote number one hit songs on platinum selling artists that they never gave me credit. It, wow. it was, but, it, and, and I would always hear people say, well, you gotta, you gotta pay the price. 
And I was just like, man, there's gotta be another way to yeah, be people successful. People love to say like, you gotta earn your stripes. Yeah, and I just, you know, that was the only way I knew how to function. I didn't know how to get out. If I knew another way, I would have done it because I wasn't, I wasn't happy like mm. the entire time. I was only the only time I was happy is when I was actually creating the music and getting feedback from the people that would listen to the music. Everything else that came with it, deep down inside, I'm like, something ain't right. Like, I look at my favorite artist five years later, I'm like, what happened to their soul? Mm. And I'm like, and when the same thing started happening to me, you can't see the picture while you're in the frame. So when it started happening to me, I'm like, well, how do I tell people? I, I, I'm not making any money, but I got songs on the radio. I'm featured yeah. on I'm featured on E! News and all these different things. However, I'm broke. I can't pay child support right now. And I was too shameful to get a nine to five job because I had to maintain an image. Yeah. And there was lots of my friends in the same exact uh, predicament. So who's really going to be the first person to be like, you know, I, I'm going to go get a job. So I was willing to ride that out, live in my car for two and a half years oh while God. putting on the image of Hollywood. Be like, yo, I'm trying to get like you. But deep down inside, I'm like, I'm dying right now. Mm. So my my image of Hollywood ain't what is what they show on t what they yeah. glamorize on tv because it wasn't it wasn't pretty for me but it was so necessary for me to go through that so that i could see where i didn't belong wow what was that tell me more about that experience of like the juxtaposition of homelessness while you're having this perceived huge success so um, you know, but it, yeah, it was a perceived huge success. Cause I was, a, I, I found a way to position myself to be around a bunch of celebrities. And I was just like, well, maybe if I'm seen with them, people will see that I'm actually talented. Yeah. But I, I was seeing people, they were doing some crazy stuff to get put on. And I'm like, one, I'm keeping my manhood Two, I respect myself. Three, I'm not going through all this crazy stuff just to get my, my song on the radio. And these are these are not stuff I su heard. These were things that I saw with my own eyes. And I'm just like, yo, this this industry is crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, the industry's not crazy. There were crazy people in the industry that were abusing their power. Yes. So the industry That's is so amazing. Accurate. The crazy people is the problem. Yeah. And it was so, especially back then it was so unregulated. Like we weren't having conversations like we can have now, like the Harvey Weinstein conversation. Absolutely. We weren't allowed to have those conversations then. So well, social media wasn't popping like it was right. now. Yeah. So, yeah. So just going through that whole thing, the thing about it was I keep myself so busy that I wouldn't have to think about my own life. Uh. So, you know, I would, be in the studio till three o'clock in the morning and I would do this and I would be doing all these other th different things and doing music videos, but I will always make enough money just so that I could pay back the people who paid me money, mm. pay back my mom, pay back child support. And I was, and it just, no matter how much money I made, I was always stuck in the same spot. Yeah. And, but I would keep myself so busy that I would, that, 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 I would not look at the truth, which was, I wasn't happy. 
I wasn't being responsible. And so I was willing to be fake so that I wouldn't have to look at my authentic self. <sighs> Dress fake, talk fake, fit inside of whatever group I could fit inside of just so I wouldn't have to look at myself in a mirror, my real self, when nobody's around and the truth shows up. Mm. How many people listening right now, take a second, can really relate to that, either in this moment or as a previous version of yourself. Yeah. That, and it's so funny because I think not to the same extent, but like when I first took a job in Houston and I moved there, I remember I had like one of the biggest shifting internally shifting years of my life because it's the first time I had been that isolated, even though I was working and still kind of on the scene and, and had to be out and stuff there. It was out of my comfort zone. I moved there and didn't know a soul, you know, and it really, it really showed me how much I had been distracting myself with fun while I lived in LA. It was so easy to not deal with like the hidden traumas or my past because I was so busy and busy doing really exciting, like admirable things, you know? So then you get to take on that persona and that Uh role and just view yourself through that lens of being popping when there's like this whole real authentic, deep internalized version of you that's standing there like bitch pay attention to me right (laughs) right and then you go through that and if people start bigging you up yeah while you're in that fake stage that's the i i it's like being a being in a prison inside of a prison so it's like i'ma act how you how you think I think you think I should act. Mm. So so it's like being in a prison inside of a prison. Yes. Because I'm not being myself. I'm doing this because it's that's that approval that you're giving me and feeding me and everybody's feeding me. You're popping, you're popping. Oh, I got to keep this image because if I don't keep this image, they'll see that who I really am. They're not going to like this one. Yeah, because we were trained to believe just from like unprocessed emotion when we're growing up that the real you is unworthy, right? That the real you is not enough and undeserving and unlovable. And so you stack and stack and stack with all this different posturing, all these different, you know, facades and masks. Mm -hmm. And And I was wondering, even during that time, I'm like, yo, why can I keep money? It don't matter what, how big of a job I get. 20,000 all of a sudden is gone. I'm like, where did this money go? And what I didn't realize is money is energy. And that's, it's, it's a piece of paper with preconceived value. So the value that you see in yourself, mm-hmm. your money matches the value that you see in yourself. So if you have a low value standard of yourself, there's no possible way abundance is going to come in your life because you don't even see abundance. So if you grow up in a household and your mom says, we don't have any money, we don't have any money, we're broke, we don't have any money, you grow up with the mindset of, I can't afford it, I can't afford it, I can't afford it. So there's no possible way you can speak abundance or even have the frequency and energy of abundance if you're looking through the framework of, I'm not enough, I don't, I can't afford it, I'm not valuable. So abundance yeah. doesn't make its way into those people's lives. Just like somebody who wins the lottery, 
two months later, they go bankrupt. Yeah. Because they weren't that person. Yeah. Yeah. God, that is so real. And you know what's so funny about that thought? Like, it, it goes... It can also go in so many directions, like when you view the world from a space of lack or from a space of like you being um, ashamed of yourself or not accepting of yourself, because to that end, it could go two ways. You could either really not know how to handle money or not not spend because you're thinking, you know, you're not attracting abundance or you could be on the flip side and spend it all on like luxury goods because mm-hmm. you're trying to create even more framework for yourself to be viewed. Yep. So you can like even people that are perceived as highly successful because they got all the fire fits, they got the car, they're doing everything on the ground. That is posturing too. That is the same. You know, that is, I'm throwing all my money into this because I want you to view me as being enough. I want, I want to feel elevated above other people and that's what will make me feel good about myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a very powerful conversation and the worst part about it is 95% of the people have no clue. It's a, it's a, it's a unconscious thing and you can't change what you're not aware of Mm. so to go to your grave never having lived the life that you were truly meant to live because you were living for other people and I want to I want to sit there for a second so let me flash forward for a second and we'll get into more of this later in the show but Flash forward many years in this moment, you are a celebrated, critically acclaimed global speaker. You've spoken in front of massive audiences. Absolutely. I've spoken in 63 countries in the last three years. 63 countries. Yeah. On a stage in 63 countries. Mm -hmm. You've made a ton of money. You've done a ton of cool things. You have a book coming out. Yeah. In November Um, called change your mindset, change your life. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I own five houses, five houses. Well, I do real estate development. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's just moving. I love to see things move and transform. So I transform bodies, minds, energy, transform money. Like I just love to watch something start from one area and watch the developmental, the evolution of something else. There's just something so beautiful um, about that process. Yeah. And you're getting married. Oh, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting married. Me, for anybody who know me, <laughs> of all people, <laughs> Garen Stefan Jones is getting married November 23rd to somebody who I really want to get married to, mm. who I know God was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I need you to be right, because when you write, I'm going to introduce you to your mirror. Mm. Mm. Oh, I could write a book on that process Please alone. Please do. Oh, it's crazy. Men need that. Oh, yeah. You know what? So a couple years ago, because again, in the last eight years, like we've communicated somewhat on social media, like, you know, like comments, DMs, you know, Mm -hmm. we've been able to kind of peek into each other's journeys, but we haven't had like our old school Denny conversations. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Talking about, by the way, the reason why she says Denny, because she allowed me to sleep on her couch when I was living in my car one day, she took me to Denny's pay for my food. Yes. Dev is the ish with no toilet paper she's a really great friend so that's what (laughs) she means by Denny conversation for anybody that doesn't have context well you know so this was the funny part to me Steph and I I have to share this with you like 
you know, some years ago, as you were really like kind of stepping into the fullness of your life, you had put up this post on Instagram and it was a picture of your old Jeep and I think um, your storage unit. Oh, yeah. In that post, you told this like beautiful and also to me heartbreaking story about the fact that you had been homeless for a couple of years, that you had been living out of your car, that you you know, the things that you belonged were in the storage unit and you mm. go there every day to change yeah. and to get ready for your day. And I started crying when I read that because you probably don't realize this, but I had no idea. Like yeah. I had, I had no idea, you know? And it's like, we, we were young too. It's like, at that point we probably didn't even know how at certain ages, you don't yet know how to even talk about the darkest parts of you or, oh, yeah. in, you know, so you don't have the language yet or the openness. Yeah. Um, but I remember, you know, I just knew you as a really, really great person. I, I, I had an assumption that maybe something had happened, but I didn't have the framework yeah. to think that, oh no, like this has been your experience. So like we had, we had hung out. I think we had done something. I know you had like, so first of all, which y'all don't realize if, if this is like your first time appearing of the other version of Steph Jones, like his voice is crazy. He has one of the <laughs> most like glorious singing voices, um, an incredible pen game with songwriting. But so I think we were talking about music and mm-hmm. at that time I was like really trying to get you on the radio and I was trying to like push your songs different places. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had got, we had gone out to eat and I don't remember why I could definitely tell that there was something, something had happened. I think, my assumption was like you and you and a roommate had got into it and I knew you needed some place to stay. So I was like, don't worry about it. Crash on my couch. Here's a towel. Like let yourself out. Like when I had to work, like, when yep. I, like do your thing. There's some water in the fridge. Again, I was not even, this was a tiny apartment in North Hollywood. So it was not my current life scene, but so I didn't, I didn't know, you know, and then we'd, we'd stayed in touch. And when I first moved to Houston, um, that's when I found out you were from Houston because your mom lived there and you were there for a visit and you invited me over for a family meal. And that definitely in that moment helped me cause I, I felt so alone at the time. It was mm. like my first couple of maybe months of living somewhere where I didn't know a soul I'm rebuilding. I'm deeply homesick. Um, and so being able to like be connected to you and your mom and have, you know, delicious meals and feel, you know, feel at home. But so when I, when I read that post, I was just kind of, I was blown away. And then I felt a little bit of guilt and I was like, why didn't he tell me? Like he could have crashed on my couch every day if he needed to. Right. You know, it's crazy when you, and, and I know a lot of people can relate to this. It's, you're not raised, uh, knowing the skills and the, the, the how to communicate those things and I was so ashamed I was so ashamed that I couldn't how could I someone who had been signed to Def Jam who had been on MTV who had you know written songs for Chris Brown Jordan Sparks 2 Change how could I be homeless living in my car Mm. so there was no way that I could not put myself out there like that. Right. But it wasn't until then you don't, you also don't know who you can trust. Right. Like who's going to be on right. And who's going to use that as ammunition against me. Absolutely. Laugh at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't until I would say 2013. So it was like some years later. Yeah. I remember I was talking to this lady and she was like a spiritual advisor and she, um, 
she said, she was like, why, why do you call yourself Steph? And I was like, well, Stefan is my middle name. She was like, well, why, why don't you call yourself your first name? I was like, well, I didn't really like my first name. And so when I came to Los Angeles, I came to get a new start. So she was like, basically, yeah. So basically you came to, um, run away from your past Mm. and it just like hit me in a certain way. She was like, so how would you think your, if you were a little kid and little kid was living inside of you, how did, how would you think your inner child would, would, uh, would react if you were to, if that was your child and you were to come home after 15 years and not checked in. And I said, but, and then I start crying. Yeah. Because I, I never thought about that. Felt a swell right now. I never thought about that. And I said, if I if I treat if I treated my inner child, which is inside of all of us, like an actual little baby, and I did not check in, so I didn't check in for years. And she said, so write a letter from Big Steph mm. to Little Garen. And tell them, I, I, I apologize. I did not forget about you. And then when you're done, switch to your, non, to your non-dominant hand, which is going to operate your child brain um, and your creative mind. And use your opposite hand and write a letter from little Garen to big Steph. When I did that, all this stuff that I had stuffed down since childhood all start coming up that I completely forgot about. And I'm, I had pages and tears and I was cursing F you, you forgot about me. And then right after that happened, it was like this energetic, deep energetic, just pressure that just leaped up out of my chest. And I was like, my name is Garen Jones. And a surge of power just ran through my body when I just completely owned it. Because see, I was trying to be somebody instead of just being. And so when I said, my name is Garen Jones, and that is the post that you saw. That's when I went on Twitter, MySpace, Instagram, Facebook, all my things completely changed my handle. And then I put out a post on social media. I say, you think you know me? You have no idea. You know this, 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 and this, and this. But you don't know this, 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 and this. I got about 15 pages of emails from people saying, how did you do that? I'm going through the same thing. And that's when I realized my greatest gift was actually in my testimony. That's when I start sharing and being vulnerable and just putting myself out there because nobody else would do it. So it was like, oh, I was in a league of my own because no one was willing to put it out like that. Yeah, yeah. All, my business started from that because it was all those people. They're like, oh, you're getting healthy. I want to get healthy, too. Right. Because they were associating whatever I was doing in the moment with what had me the strength to really put real my real authentic self out there okay i have two thoughts right now one (laughs) for people listening this this is what influence means you know like i feel like now everybody wants to be an influencer but what are you influencing where are you taking the people that are following you 
per se, right? Followers. And this to me is such a prime example because you had people that followed you from Hollywood, right? Right. And then you were leading them literally probably at that time, especially not realizing it to a better version of themselves just by you being you and shining your authentic light. Yeah. And now you've opened them up to that. Oh, absolutely. Second, I love what you shared about this inner child work um, because every single person listening right now, I am begging you to look into this and to really expand upon this incredible transparency that Garen just gave you because I myself, like I thought I had been doing the work, which I have. I don't want to say I thought I've been doing the work, Um, but having my son revealed to me new layers and yeah. depths of the inner child work that I really needed to focus on that I thought I had already moved past because like my son looks identical to me. I don't share him online, but we have the exact same face. It is unreal. So when I, when I would be holding him and I'd be looking down at him, I would see the most perfect, precious, worthy, valuable soul I had ever seen, right? Like as I'm looking at him, I'm just like, you are whole, you are light, like you are perfectly designed. But then it was causing this inner turmoil in me that I wasn't really, um, that it took me a while to figure out, like, like there was some rigidness happening inside because how could I feel that way about this tiny soul that looks exactly like me But I didn't fully feel that way about baby me, about little Debbie, Mm. you know? And I didn't realize that in this moment in time, I love the hell out of myself. Like, I love me. I accept all of me right now. Absolutely. And I feel so grateful, like, to be this version of myself and to just exist, right? But what I realized was, is I'm thinking grown Debbie is the shit, but I'm still looking back at little Debbie with a side eye, viewing her from this lens of you're not enough. You you're neglected. You're disheveled. Like I had created this narrative in my mind about what child me was that was not accurate or real. Mm -hmm. But my warped narrative that stemmed because as a kid, you don't know how to process things and you don't have the emotional bandwidth or vocabulary my version of looking at myself was like, she's this disheveled, unloved, unwanted, unlovable little ugh. And so it's like, I was repressing her. She's a child, right? <laughs> a super resilient, amazing child. Mm-hmm. So part of my process, like I love that you shared about writing that letter yeah. and doing that kind of free form writing to yep. yourself. For me, what I did is I went and found in my pictures probably like what I would have previously considered as a very awkward picture of me as a young person, like a picture that I wouldn't want people to see. And then I found a beautiful frame and I put it in the frame and I put it somewhere that I see it every day in my closet at, at on like my little table that I, I stop at every day. And every single day I started walking by that picture and smiling at her, talking to her, mm. like praising her. Right. Like, and just, um, really appreciating her and and speaking to her with the same love I would give a three-year-old, a child, or my own son. And just over time, subconsciously and really like gently and subtly, it completely changed everything. Like I was able to really Mm. integrate what I was perceiving to be as these two versions of me and integrate them so that there is acceptance and love for every stage of who I've been, right. who I am, you know? And now that's like probably my favorite picture of myself. And 
just maybe two years ago, I would have like cringed at the sight of that picture, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really powerful that you said that because a lot of times, actually all the time, the things that come up in our lives and the things that, um, you know, that cause a lot of people problems and challenges and things, a lot of times they look to the surface. They're like, oh, well, he did this and that I keep, why does this keep happening to me? Why does the same thing keep happening? Why do I keep missing out on money? How come I can't attract my soulmate? Well, what is this? And then there's blame, but it's always on the surface level. However, if you never cleared the space from the point of the impact when it originated, it's actually been serving you and recreating in your life in many different variations and forms. This is why a lot of girls that have daddy issues end up dating a guy that's just like their daddy yeah. or the men dating somebody that's just like their mom or, or vice versa, things like that, because they, they keep recreating their life over and over and over because the point of impact, the thing is still there. So it's some angry little five-year-old girl who never got her way, who ne whose parents never acknowledged her, never said, I'm proud of you or anything. And then what happens is you come 10 years old, 15 years old, and you keep attracting the same exact outcome but you look to the thing that's around, but actually what's running is a little five-year-old that's running the show saying, I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. Yeah. It's never the adult right. because it doesn't originate in adults. Just like ABCs originates at the point of when you first learn language. Yeah. That is the impact. ABCs. Then you learn words, paragraphs, sentences, essays, then books, then libraries. Well, the point of impact, something that has impacted your life, you got molested, you, they, they said, you know, that no one ever told you they were proud of you, whatever. That was the point of impact. Consider those the ABCs of that particular context. And if it keeps going, it will evolve just like ABCs turns into dance and singing and all these other things. Yeah. So it explodes as you're an adult but what's actually happening is the little girl or the little boy who never, they ne it's still running. It's yeah. like a program that you leave open on your phone. That's so good. That's so powerful. And, and you know what, too? And have you noticed, like, when you kind of don't heal those spaces, you find that everything you encounter as an adult, like especially like with relationships, right? Like say that same little girl you're speaking of meets an amazing man, right? Yeah. She's like, oh, he's too nice. Yeah. I don't like nice guys or Ugh, mm -hmm. is this, he gotta, you know, what that really is, is because of that trauma and because of that, you know, um, harm, your normal is dysfunction. Oh, absolutely. So anything that is, seemingly good or right or aligned or perfect or too nice feels so foreign to you yep. that you want to like withdraw and seek out something that feels more painful and go seek back to your comfort zone more yep. comfortable the yep. discomfort right yeah i mean it's easy to go back to what you know it's easy 
You know, what's difficult is if I handed you a book on Japanese, you never spoke it before, you want to speak this new language, that's difficult. So anytime you want to integrate something new in your life, it's like learning a new language. So you must immerse yourself in that language, not like try it with Rosetta Stone once a week. You've got to immerse yourself into it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is a really powerful topic because... I had something happen to me three years ago and I had the jaw, my jaw was infected and it was like the size of Thanos from it, from, from <laughs> Avengers. And I, I had to go see a specialist and, and I said, what happened? He was like, you got to get a root canal. I'm like, there's already a root canal here. They said, well, whoever did the originally, originally did the root canal, they never got it to the root at the root. So you've got 15 years of infections. And so what's showing up now, you see where I'm going. So what's showing up now is because at the point of where it was supposed to be taken care of, it's still, it's still rotten. So it was built on the foundation of something that's rotten. Wow. Relationships break up like that. Um, wow. uh, offices, businesses, and everything, because you could be in a relationship with a guy or a girl and be like, no, deep down inside, you don't want to be into it. You don't want to be in it. That's the foundation that you're trying to build off of. So five, 10 years later, boom, what happened? I don't understand. You never wanted to be in it. Wow. So in this context, if there's all these problems that keep happening in your life, don't look at the surface. Look at the root cause. When you look at the, because I had to pay 10 times more. They cut half my jaw open to do something that could have easily been taken care of if it was done the right way at the point of impact to begin with. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Mm. Listen. <laughs> I, 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 I've learned the hard way through physical pain and experiences. And this is how I've gained the knowledge to all of this, the, this wisdom that is supporting me in my, in my, in my change. Yeah. 
let can we can we go back a little bit because I want to talk about getting from Steph Jones to Garen Jones, yeah. getting from the Jeep and the storage unit okay. to sixty three countries globally speaking, becoming you know really attracting so much affluence into your life. Like, yeah, where where did that come in? So here I am, lowest point of my life. Girlfriend had just broken up with me. Daughter pretty much disowned me. Um, my mom was dying in the hospital. Everybody in my family was unhealthy. Living in my car for uh, two and a half years. And I was $200,000 in debt. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It was crazy. I tried to kill myself twice, and I failed at that. Oh. So here I am, and this was around the same time. Um, we were hanging out. And so... I'm at, I'm on the corner of La Brea and Sunset um, at the, at the, the, I used to park my car in the frozen yogurt, that little lot, the mail and more lot. And I remembered that one day it was like raining. It was August, 2011 window was busted out because the day before somebody broke into my car, stole everything that I had. And I was just like, man, can it get any worse? And it kept getting worse. But then I I finally stopped saying that. I yelled in that moment. I had it. It was my spiritual awakening. And I just cried out at peak state. And I was like, okay, I'm tired of fighting. I don't want to fight anymore. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. I want to be surrounded by nothing but positive people. I just want to inspire people and I want to make a bunch of money, but I want the money to represent something that I passionately believe in that I would do for free. Just show me a sign. Show me a sign. Show me a sign. And there was silence, but I was like cursing and crying. It was crazy. I had never been at that I was like, there was something coming out of me. A week later, I'm at the gas station with my last $2. And then a homeless guy, quote unquote, comes up to me and asks me for money. And I said, and I was, I was doing an independent film. They, they wasn't paying me anything, but I was doing an independent film in Inglewood. And I went to the gas station with my last $2. Homeless guy walks up to me. He says, do you have any money? I say, you have more money than me. And he goes, change your mindset, change your life. And right there, it was like I had a conscious interrupt and every, it was like my whole entire life was a lie. Cause in that moment, those words, it weren't just words. It was backed by something that just like vibrated through my whole body. Change your mindset, change your life. And Cause he had walked off, but I kept saying the words, change your mindset, change your life, change your mindset. So if my mind is set on something, And that's why the result is what it is. So if I do different with the same circumstance, my life will change. So from there, I just kept playing with the word. I would get to escalators, change your mindset, change your life. I would walk the stairs. I would normally do gel soap, change your your mindset, change your life. So I would do bar soap. Normally I would wake up at 11 a.m., change your mindset, change your life. I'll wake up at 7 a.m. I'll start waking up early. I was normally unhealthy. Change your mindset, change your life. I made a conscious decision to get healthy. And that's when the health, I started meeting all these people that were introducing me to opportunity to become healthy. And so it's been eight years of me 
creating new neural pathways in my brain without me even knowing what I was doing simply because I was doing the opposite that I would normally do in areas of my life that I wasn't happy, but I had built up the momentum because it was easy for me to do the opposite in something like doing the stairs, but an object in motion stays in motion. So I just kept doing it. So when it came to something really big, I was already in momentum of simply doing the opposite. So I'm eight years removed from somebody who was trying to kill himself. Now I'm breathing life into the world because I'm doing the opposite. Reading books is the opposite. Um, going to seminars is the opposite. Being a part of the health community was the opposite. Cutting my hair at the time was the opposite. Growing my hair was the opposite. Learning from people, studying uh, gurus and, 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 and uh, uh, not watching TV, not scrolling, all of that was a part of the opposite. Going from $250,000 in debt to slightly under um, double figures uh, in the two comma club uh, uh, in, in, in my net worth per year wow. as a black man in America wow. who couldn't even pay child support eight years ago. They featured me in Forbes last month and entrepreneur last week. Do y'all understand that this is so much free game? And if you didn't have your pin for this episode, I need you to press pause right now. <laughs> Go grab one. That is so powerful. Yeah. That's so powerful. That's how, how it started. How beautiful is it too that to just take a moment and understand that like truth and revelation can come through any source. Any you source. You have to keep your eyes open, your ears open and your judgment completely down. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz this man asking you for money at a gas station gave you your breakthrough. Yeah. And he was just as worthy of giving a breakthrough mm -hmm. as if it had been a multi-billionaire who stopped you on the street with a bit of advice. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. T take me through the building of your current life and business because it went from that moment in the gas station yeah. to now you being where you are. And I think it's so important for people to know, especially like for people that are looking for radical change and shifts in their life. And there's a certain amount of people that probably listen to this podcast that really want to dive into the entrepreneurial space Got it. and build something of purpose. Mm -hmm. Like how do you, because I remember it started with Herbalife. Yeah. It started with because I had getting even, healthy. Yep. I had like bought one of your first packages. I was yeah. Like, Come on, let's get me right and tight. Yeah. Um, and it started with that. And so how because it's what I think is so special, too, is like probably when you started selling Herbalife, you didn't you couldn't even conceive that that would eventually with other work leads you nope. to dropping this book leads you to being on a stage mm -mm. in some in some country some foreign land yeah. you know so it's like also that commitment to the marathon to staying the course of just forward movement even if you don't have the perfect vision board of like this is where i want to be yeah you know i i always knew that i was supposed to be on stages I didn't know how. Mm. So whether it was music, whatever, I just always knew. I always saw a crowd of people. And when I made that cry in the car, I want to make a difference in the world. I didn't put a boundary 
on what platform it was. So it didn't matter. Some people put boundaries on why well, I, I want to do this, but I don't want to do it like that. You don't know what God going to bring to you. So I was actually open to all boundaries. And because I was open to all boundaries, my blessings didn't have a boundary. Because how you do anything is how you do everything. And but see, at this time, I wasn't aware. So just by not being aware, but open. All the possibilities led me to something else, because here's the thing. Here's how it works. When you have a big vision and you can clearly state where you're going, anything that comes is a part of your journey. But if you don't, then you're subject to everything else. But because I had the big vision, the breakup was a part of the journey because I had to learn a certain lesson that was going to grow my heart in a certain way. And then all of a sudden I'm at a Starbucks and I'm meeting this person right here who led me to this person, who led me to this person, who led me to this. And oh my God, I can't, I should have never said yes to this. But then I said yes to this. And on the way leaving, I meet this person and I'm like, damn, if I wasn't at this place, then I wouldn't have met this person. And then the cookie trail just led to this to this to this and then when I connect the dots looking backwards I'm like this was all part of the journey that was connected to my vision the thing about it they don't put first graders in fifth grade because you got to pass a series of tests to comprehend that you understand the grade that you're in right now and so I had to pass all these things the, the universe, the only way that it can test you is through things that's connected to your heart. That's the only way to get your attention. Because if, if, if it ain't connected to your heart, you, you cool on it. So it'll use your mama, your kids, your husband, your family. It'll use everybody that it can. But when you stay connected and locked, once you go one step past that, all of a sudden, everybody start falling right back in alignment. That happened with my daughter. That happened with my fiance. That happened with my mom, my brother, my aunt. But I stayed. And because I stayed, what comes from the heart goes into the heart. Let's just pretend that my vision is the big heart. It's the Pacific Ocean. Mm. I am the river that's connected to to the Pacific Ocean. I just got to stay connected to that and everything else that was along that it was there to test me to see if what I wanted is what I really wanted. Mm-hmm. And when I look back, I'm like, "Oh, that's why that happened. That's why that happened. That's why that happened." So, all of that, the last 8 years was shaping me and molding me to be the kind of person that can talk to bloods, crips, strippers, people who've been shot, people, I mean, people who have been through the ringer. Yeah. Because they ain't gonna listen to somebody they can't relate to. And I'm like, oh, when I was a little kid, I said I wanted to be a superhero. Name one superhero that didn't have traumatic things that they went through to gain their superhero powers. Listen. So it makes sense yeah. why the, the bigger the message, the bigger the audience, the bigger the platform, why I'm used to go all over the world to speak one message of freedom. And no matter the religion, the gender, all these different things, everybody can relate. 
But if I hadn't have gone through all those, there would be no possible way that I could hold a candle to the life that I'm living right now because I'm operating at the capacity of somebody that can hold that space. I had to grow through all those tests first. Yeah. Yeah. God. You know what? And something I say all the time to people is like, don't hoard your testimony. Like your story is meant to be shared. Oh, absolutely. And it's like that old saying of like the truth shall set you the the truth shall set you free. It's like standing in your truth will set you free from whatever you're facing. Yeah. And also take you to heights you couldn't even fathom. Couldn't even fathom. Couldn't even fathom. I'm, you know, I never I never could have imagined. However, it makes all the sense in the world yeah. because it was connected to my vision. Yeah. When I, I'm like, I'm locked. So it makes sense when they was just like, oh, you booked this. Oh, this happened. Yeah. This is coming. You met this person. You went here. This is happening. And it's like, oh, this is really cool. People like, yo, who is your agent? Yeah. I'm like, God. <laughs> <laughs> my agent I paid the price you're going to be rewarded for the price you paid mm. if you're in alignment with something that is true and pure your intention is clear it's connected to people there's no greed no ego whatever price you paid in the past trust me you that was an investment you didn't pay a price. That was an investment. And you will get a return. That's 10 times more. Yeah. Yeah. God. And it's too, it's like when people, and I think social media has really created this space, but when people chase success out of ego, it will always elude you. You know, it will never feel like whatever your expectation of how it should look or feel will be. That was exactly my story. When I was in the music industry, I wanted I wanted to be famous so bad. And I would look into the mirror and I would see nothing. Mm. And then when I just started transforming and I was like, "You know what? I don't actually care to be famous. I really don't. I just want to help people." I just want to make a difference in people's lives. I want to live life in such a way so that people can see what true freedom is like mm. so that they can utilize their own God-given talents and produce extraordinary results in their life. Give me any platform to create that, whether it be a book, whether it be health and nutrition, whether it be, you know, whether it be an invention, you give me any platform and it's connected to that. Yes. And... Because I'm so clear, they come in super clear. It's just matching the way I see it. I'm not looking through, I think I'm trying to, I am locked. I'm locked in and I'm clear. And so it ju it's matching me. It's all matching me. Wow. Wow. How does it feel in this moment? to be this version of yourself? Like how, when you're feeling the most present and the most aligned, what comes through for you? You know, it's just absolute peace and joy. And I, you know, I had a misconstrued um, version of what I thought success was. Like my new success, my new luxury is peace of mind. It's like when, when I go to sleep at night, 
and all the lights are down. It's like peaceful and it's calm. Mm. And I'm like genuinely proud of myself. So, but it, I've become accustomed to it. So you put a boiling, if you put a frog in boiling water, it's going to explode because it wasn't accustomed to it. But if you put a frog in lukewarm water and then you gradually raise the temperature, once it gets to boiling, it's already adjusted to the environment. So I adjusted to the evolution of Garen. So right now I'm just, I'm very peaceful. I'm 40 years old, look 25 you know, I, the fountain of youth is getting rid of all of your resentments, being able to forgive and doing the stuff that you absolutely love. And you will be your life will be restored because age don't make you old. It's when you let your life beat you down, your spirit, your spirit starts to sag and it can't hold that weight. Wow. I learned this from somebody who's 106 years old. That was my old neighbor. Wow. <sighs> I hope that I hope that if you're listening to this show right now, what you're really taking away is a new openness of yourself, a new level of surrender. Because like what you shared, like that dark night of the soul that you experienced with yeah. screaming out and, yeah. and just being open mm-hmm. like that. People ask me all the time, like, well, what's like a life hack? You know, I get DM'd so constantly by people saying, well, just tell me like something I can do right now so that I can completely change my life. And I'm like, well, it doesn't work like that. Um, there's no like, there's no shortcuts in the way that you're envisioning a shortcut. But I do believe that not all transformation has to come through pain. Right. But you have to be open. Yes. You have to be open. You have to reach a point where you are choosing to be honest with yourself, the the perceived good and bad of whatever mm-hmm. that entails, and you choose openness. That whatever comes through, I'm ready to receive. I mean, you, all you got to do is look at your hands and ball your fists up. Can't nothing come in there. But when you open your hands, you could actually, you could put money there. You could put fruit. Um, you could hold a baby. Like there's so many <laughs> different things that you can do. But I, 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 I'm going to. You can hold gratitude. Absolutely. Kind of Two fists full of open. perspective, new perspective. There's two things that I know that you can do. It ain't going, it's not going to change your life like that. However, it can create an opening and it'll plant a seed that will start you on your journey. Here's one of them. Whatever your dominant hand is for 30 days, use your non-dominant hand to eat, to brush your teeth, to do your hair, to wipe your butt when you when you're using the restroom and I'm not even joking sleep on the other side of the bed and if you do that for 30 days because it's something you've never done before and because it's something you've never done before you're gonna have a difficult time to do it and because it'll yeah it'll be so difficult however it's gonna operate a part of your brain that you don't use and because it operates a part of your brain that you don't use, you're going to be have to force to be stimulated. Well, when you're stimulated, you're, you're using 100% capacity. It's just like when cell phones get new features. People are like, oh my God, imagine if iPhone 1 went to iPhone 2 and they didn't change nothing. 
Well, as humans, if you don't change anything, you add no new features to your attitude. It's the same, the same, the same, the same. You serving up people, no new upgrades, nothing. Well, just like a phone, if the users ain't going to come back because they not getting the new features. Well, guess what? Your life and all this new stuff, it's not going to come in because you're serving up old stuff. Just like a moldy person just sitting there doing the same thing over and over and over. So do the opposite of everything that you would normally do. Use your opposite hand. Do that for 30 days. You will notice a drastic change. Here's another thing. So I had a conversation with this girl a month ago. And she she had money. She had the relationship. She had cars. She had the job. And she said, I feel like I'm missing something. And she was sad. And I said, well, what did you love when you were a child? And this is the biggest hack ever. Why? Because the heart is one of the most powerful frequencies in the world. Most people don't even use it. She said, I used to love to play the piano. When was the last time you played the piano? 20 years ago. When you used to play the piano when you were a child, how did you feel? Oh, it, may, it used to make me feel so free and so loving and uh, so joyous, everything. What do you do in your life right now that you absolutely love that makes you so free and so joyous? Nothing. <laughs> I do what everybody else tells me that I should do. Mm. Okay. So I said, do you have any kids? She was like, I have two. I said, imagine your daughter coming up to your leg and saying, mom, 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 and you ignoring her for 20 years. What do you think the relationship would be like? She said, it wouldn't be one. She wouldn't trust me. I said, well, the thing that you loved as a child, let's just say it's connected to your inner, inner child, which is connected to your spiritual umbilical cord to heaven, source energy. Let's just say that it's, she's been trying to get your intention for 20 years and you've been ignoring her for 20 years. So what do you think the relationship to your soul and the physical is like? Your soul meaning, meaning your inner child. Not there like something is missing. I said, bingo. Go back and actually nurture your mm -hmm. child and give it energy and tell her you love her mm -hmm. and then start playing the piano two, three times a week. So she starts playing the piano two, three times a week. And I see her a year later and she had aged backwards. <laughs> All of her ailments were gone. Wow. And she said, I started attracting things that I'd never attracted. I'm like, yeah, because you're using your heart. Mm. You're coming from your heart, not from money, not from business. That's outside. You use what's inside overflow that and let people benefit from the overflow that you first give to yourself, not the other way around. So whatever it is out there, everybody remember what you love this little kid, go and do it and feel what it feels like. Don't try to make sense of it. You couldn't make sense of ABCs. However, you showed up for class and all of a sudden language happened. Mm. This is something that you can use that will increase your happiness, that will just have you truly be in your heart. And you can take that and put it and transfer it in anything that you want to do in life. You'll feel a thousand times better. God, I love that. I love that. Before we wrap up, if you would, 
give me three books that you think the audience should tap into. The Power of Positive Thinking by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. I've read it 327 times between the paperback and audiobook. I'm going to say that again. The Power of Positive Thinking by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. That's one of them. Okay. The other one is The Power by Rhonda Byrnes. She's the one who did... Um, uh, she did The Secret, but her next book was The Power. It's all about generosity and gratitude and love. I've listened to it over and over and over. Next book, Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life by Garen Jones out in November. And it's all of these things that I'm sharing will all be in the book, but it'll just show you all the lessons, how you can apply it to your life, all the things that I went through. It's going to be really, really, really awesome. And I can't wait to hear all of y'all's feed forward, not feedback, but feed forward when y'all get that book and post the quotables online. And can people connect with you through your social media to get like to find out about like signing events or? Absolutely. Know, it, well, my website, my website is garenjones.com. Uh, G-A-R-R-A-I-N Jones.com My Instagram Garen.Jones Facebook Garen Jones I mean there's going to be a lot of stuff And all of this info I'm going to tag all of this on my Instagram post For this episode so you guys can see it on my page too And and just click through if that'll be easier To to remember I'm going to close out I love your, your bio in your Instagram the modern day superhero guiding people to achieving whole life success. Oh, absolutely. And that is exactly who you are in this moment. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm so, um, deeply happy for you and this beautiful life that not only life that you've created, but the life that you are actively sharing with us. And I thank you. And I just love you. And, uh, I love you too. And thank you so much. It's uh, it's people like you that, cause you, you, you've always supported and you supported a lot of people. It's people like you that create platforms that give stories like mine wings to fly. And, uh, you know, I know that there's going to be some people out there that be like, you know what? Me too. Mm. I get to do something different with my time, effort and energy. Mm. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful you exist. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you so much. I will definitely be at the book event and buying the book and doing the things. Congrats on your beautiful union with your queen coming up. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I used to be so afraid of getting in a relationship. (laughs) I didn't want to get on lockdown until I realized, no, when you find the right one, you're amplifying up. Oof. And then we're not two halves. We're two holes. Two holes create infinity. Two halves make a zero. So she's whole, I'm whole, and we just amplify up all. And she's, if not more powerful than me, we just just keep leveling each other up. I love that. We're going to have to do a part two, too, because I would love to do an episode with you where we specifically talk about love. Oh, yeah. Manhood and fatherhood. Oh, yeah. So many phenomenal gems and stories in both of those spaces as Mm -hmm. well Um, yeah yeah so we're gonna be doing this again yeah let's do it thank you guys for listening catch you next time peace
Big thank you for listening to this episode of the Dropping Gems podcast. This show is executive produced by Adrian Scott and me, Debbie Brown. Our theme music was created by producer Day One and the poem that you heard at the beginning of the show. Well, that was created especially for us by award-winning poet Namdi Okafor. If you have a quick moment right now, please hit subscribe on the show. And if you like what you heard, take it a step further and give us a five-star rating. Until next time, you connect with me on IG at Debbie Brown or my website, DebbieBrown.com. Be blessed. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.